Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to Nerdy for 30, the podcast where we talk about nerdy-ish things for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Tim Keck, and today we are thrilled to be talking about Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, a return to form for the Creed franchise. People are saying that this is the first one of these movies that has stepped out of the shadow of Rocky. Tim, do you believe it? Did you feel the hype? What? The, so you're saying a return to form as if the Creed 2 wasn't like the best thing that's ever happened to boxing movies. He fought Drago's son. Are you what kidding me? Fuck? Rocky versus Drago part two. How fun was that? It Are was you great. Are you me right now? I, I thought you it was so much right fun. Now? No, I just rewatched it. and It's great. Dude, I loved it. What did you like? Did you even watch Rocky four? Do you even give a shit about Rocky, the man Balboa and how he ended the Cold War in Russia against Drago? And then we see the fallout from that. What's happened years later and Creed is being brought into this story with so much history. And this match is like about legacy and heritage and honoring your family and what it really means to be family. And then they fight and then he gets his ass beat and then he fights again and he wins. Like, it's a great it's like everything I want in the Rocky franchise was in Creed 2. It was great. It was great. And the fact that people are like, now I haven't heard this as much. I haven't heard people being like, well, Creed's been sucking and this is a return to form that much. This is a fire take. I think you just pulled up out of your ass. I've never heard anyone talk like this before because Creed 2 has been great. Creed 1, fun. Creed 2, great. Creed 3, not as good as Creed 2. That's what I would say, but still good. Still good. Creed 3, that's my catchphrase for this. Still good. First off, Tim, I am offended. Have I seen Rocky 4? Of course I haven't seen Rocky 4. Why you would haven't? you think I've seen Rocky 4? No, absolutely oh, not. That's I've why seen... you hated Creed 2. Don't even, like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, let's end the pod here. You have no credibility in this whatsoever. You're always talking yeah. about how there's how you have like <laughs> friends who are like, oh, who the fuck are these guys? They've never seen movies like you're the you're the reason now you're you're feeding that fire right now where they're oh like, why God. the fuck are these guys talking about Creed three? What do you have? You seen Creed two? Have you seen Creed one? Have you seen have any I seen Creed one? Creed one is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's because oh, that you've never seen, that I Rocky. seen Rocky four. It's because you've never seen Rocky. Get out of town. This is we what? need to be judging the merits of this franchise as its own franchise. Creed Ugh. one succeeds huge. It succeeds so well. It's incredible. You can. I, it's a way better movie than Rocky one, which is the only Rocky movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but it's I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's like a great standalone piece of media. I'm learning now. Maybe the reason I hated Creed 2 so much is because I didn't have any of that stuff, <laughs> any of that background. But also, to be fair, it's named Creed 2. I didn't know that it was really a sequel to anything but what are Creed. You it's not Creed about? 2 colon You're Rocky crazy 7. right now. All I credibility know that there gone. is Rocky. Oh, You've Jesus changed the pod. Christ, we're going we're, we're gonna to get so many unsubscribes this week just because you haven't seen any of the Rockies. I'm telling you. Pathetic. Pathetic that you didn't. Rocky <laughs> Creed 2 was Pathetic? so cool. Rocky 4 was like the best thing that's ever happened to movies. You know? It like was the franchise. Rocky vs. Drago was so cool. It was dude, so cool. 
I didn't expect a heel turn tonight, but if this is where we're at, this is where we're at. I'm, you know, this this is your biggest heel turn today. Look, I'm sorry if a movie isn't good. It doesn't matter if there's other movies I should have seen first. It's not good. Like if you need to stand on the shoulders of an earlier movie to be a good movie, (laughs) you're a bad movie, bro. I'm sorry. That's how it is. I don't make the rules. I'm just here to enforce. Yeah, my favorite was when you watched Endgame without any of the other Marvel movies and complained the whole time. Like, what the fuck happened? What is this? This world where like people are just disappeared. Like, why didn't they tell us about this? You know, we... you're just starting at Endgame. That's what you're doing right now. You're starting at Endgame and you're saying like, wow, this is the best movie ever. But without any. Co- I mean, I feel betrayed, Kevin. I feel betrayed that we even. Why would you even agree to do this movie on the pod? You clearly have no relationship with it. No uh, relationship. <laughs> no relationship. <laughs> You bring this See, to me uh, right now. When you watch when you watched Creed One, were you like confused while why Sylvester Stallone was there? No. <laughs> were you like, what's this? Oh, there's this old man. Oh, they're introducing Rocky to us for the first time. Were you like, <laughs> <laughs> were you like, oh, wow. oh cool, so that's that's Rambo. Forty years of hype. They finally put this Rocky character everyone's been talking about in a movie. No, I'd seen you, Rocky one going Creed into Creed one and go, "Oh, that's the dude from <laughs> Expendables 3? <laughs> <laughs> Not one and two. You didn't see those, but Expendables three. You're like, wow. All of a sudden, he's coaching boxing. That's pretty cool. He seems to have a past with this dude's father. I don't know what any of that's about. It was mostly absurd, Kevin. Absurd. Oh, I think this is the guy that all those cartoons were parodying on the Animaniacs all those years. Uh, I'd seen the first Rocky going into Creed. So, you know, I knew about Apollo Creed. I also, all the like nerd magazines, comic magazines, action figure magazines and stuff that I subscribed to in my youth would make pretty frequent references to Rocky. And like, there were a lot of like Rocky action figures dropping, which I think is a weird thing I want to touch on if we end up having time after this whole (laughs) early discussion in the movie is that there is, there does seem to be like a weird nerd crossover here. But, uh, I mean, Creed works on its own. Creed 2, look, even I was aware of everything with Drago going in, again, mostly because of these magazines. Um, So I knew the history. I knew that Apollo died in the ring. uh, And I knew that Drago did it. Cool. Like, great sequel setup that he's going to be (laughs) facing his son. Great sequel setup that he's going to be facing his son. That movie did not deliver. This movie (sighs) fucking delivers, dude. This movie could serve as a direct sequel to the first Creed. I think should serve as a direct sequel if you haven't seen the Rocky movies like me. If you haven't seen, if you don't have any of that extra history, just go right from Creed to Creed 3. The only good scene in Creed 2 is the one where they both have their foot in like the same bucket and they have to box. That scene rules, everything else trash. Okay, I guess I'm doing this pod solo uh, today. Um, well, I guess I, I don't even know what to I don't even know what to do with you, Kevin. Uh, this is this is baffling. I especially because your praise is so high for this movie, which I thought was like Creed three was like a little hollow for me. And I'm going to talk about something that I know you won't be able to relate to. <laughs> I watched Rocky movies for Rocky. You know, I watched Creed for Creed. And this reminded me a lot of like Batman Forever, where you're like, oh, Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton. I love Batman. I can't wait to watch more Batman. And then you watch Batman Forever and you're like, 
boy, it's a lot of penguin. <laughs> the penguin is here a lot. It's a lot of Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold. It's I would love to see some Batman, though. You know, like it's it reminded me of that where it's like, why am I complaining? It's Danny DeVito. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold. There's nothing to complain about. But at the same time, I wanted I wanted some more Batman like he's it's the name of the movie is Batman. Like, why don't we get Batman? And so to have this Creed three be all about Jonathan Majors just felt weird. It felt weird. I'll make another reference that you won't get at all. Rocky five. It reminded me of Rocky five where Rocky doesn't fight in it. He trains a kid and the kid is really good and but he's not boxing the right way or some bullshit and so him and rocky fight in an alley and like that's the movie and it's a notorious dark spot in the rocky franchise uh, i think sylvester sloan created rocky balboa to kind of pretend that rocky five never happened so he's tried to rewrite the rocky history to make it like it never happened and so i'm not calling creed three rocky five because that would just be like a blatant burning criticism that Creed three does not deserve, but Jonathan majors amazing. I wanted more Creed. Is that crazy? Is that a crazy take? No, no, I don't think that's a crazy take. Uh, and also, and I only do this because my credibility has been under attack this entire podcast. (laughs) I got to tell you, Tim, the movie you were just talking about is Batman returns. It's not Batman forever. It is Batman returns. I did realize that. Yeah. Which one's Batman forever. I mean, forever is the first Val Kilmer one, I believe, or the, the only, only Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer one. one. Wow. The I earned a little one. bit back and then it immediately <laughs> left. I don't think it's insane to want more Creed in this movie. I agree with you that this movie was a little bit hollow. It's odd to me that they introduced plot points in this movie surrounding his daughter fighting at school that absolutely never came back. No. Um, it's odd to me that they introduced plot points framing Jonathan Majors as like a villain for Tessa Thompson as well, which never panned out. Like they let him just kind of go around being vaguely unsettling for a while, which worked for the character. But I think was a strange choice when the movie could have used so much more Creed, like you said. And I think when the movie also could have used a little bit more Dame, if it's going to have so much Dame, then it felt strange to have this moment where You know, he's won the heavyweight championship. And then we cut forward a while, I guess. Uh, The time jump was kind of unclear to me how far we went. Because he's, Creed's talking to Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith's talking about all this stuff that Dame's been doing, like going all around town, bad-mouthing Creed. And it's like, I want to see that. And we cut to Dame (laughs) in his apartment. He's with some woman. He's got this beautiful apartment. He's bigger than before. What happened? I want to see how he got there. We see him at a beach. He's immediately surrounded by all these people after the fight. It's great. You got an entourage immediately. Also, speaking about people that were around Dame, who the fuck were working his corner? Who were those guys? (laughs) Two men disappeared. He had two dudes and we never met either of them. You you brought up my two biggest beefs, which are like, who the fuck are these people? And like, what happened today? It doesn't make any sense, right? The ring guys, I think, are just two dudes that Creed lent him for the fight. Like, I think those guys worked for Creed, right? And so this guy doesn't know anybody. He's fresh out of prison. He has like no friends. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's all alone. He's by himself. 
You don't see him interact with anybody except for this beach scene where all of a sudden he's got 50 guys with him. <laughs> he's rolling like a hundred deep on the beach. He's got a bonfire. He's got drinks. He's got girls. He's the champ. I didn't know the second you won a championship, 50 people showed up to like party on the beach with you. Like, this is crazy. Like, re- like they just hand you like a billion dollars to like buy this apartment and everything. It made no sense how all these guys are with him, And they're willing to like fuck up Creed for Jonathan Majors when it's like Creed is also like the most famous boxer in the world (laughs) and they're willing to just (laughs) try and fight the most famous boxer in the world on a beach because Jonathan Majors said so it's very it's very weird it's very weird how his entourage shows up and even when he gets the entourage and he's 50 deep on the beach when he shows up for the final fight it's the same two guys <laughs> that Creed lent him. He didn't make any new friends. He just, he, he's got a new gym. He's got all this stuff and he's with the same two dudes. It doesn't make any sense. This movie is so messy and convoluted it doesn't make any sense at all. And I I I I like what they were going for. They talked a lot about like anime coming up to this and they took a lot of influence from anime and complicated relationships, which is kind of like an anime staple. No, Michael B. Jordan's like a big Naruto fan. And apparently he's like sending links to Jonathan Majors and he's like, OK, I dig it. I like it. You know, it's like friends that become enemies that become friends again, but also they're enemies. And then you have to find out why they're fighting because they love each other, but they they have a deeper calling and a deeper passion that's drawing them into conflict with each other. And their beliefs are opposite, but also tangent like anime is great at that and it seemed like they really did that in this movie it just didn't fit the framework of a creed movie or a rocky movie as well as i think i would have liked it to it was like they tried to force it they like tried to cram an anime into this creed box and it felt a little rushed and a little unearned to me at the end, I'm still like I'm still on the edge of my seat at the end. Like I'm still falling for all the tricks and I'm enjoying the movie. But in hindsight, it's like, why is all this happening? Yeah, right. Why is he trolling Tessa Thompson? Why? What is their relationship? Why are they doing all this stuff? And the logistics of him becoming the champion don't make any sense whatsoever. No, they don't at all. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, also, the idea Okay, so one of my biggest beefs, let's just formally move into beefs and thieves. Um, (laughs) Let's do beefs and thieves. Yeah, I think all my biggest beefs surround, like, the people in Dame's life. Uh, The guy that he apparently hires to take out Drago's hand. Like, he hires that dude to come up and, like, fuck up his arms so he can't fight. And it's a guy that we see from a photo that he was, like, prison buddies with who apparently had also gotten out. But how did Dame get him into that event? And what a fucking insane game plan to take someone out. Like, this dude is going back to jail. So what the fuck relationship does Dame have with this guy? Where this guy is like, Dame, I got you. I will go back to jail for you. And also risk having Ivan Drago's son beat me to death like it's not this is not just the threat of going back to jail it's the threat that you're gonna miss with that crowbar or whatever and this dude is going to kill you he is the biggest man i've ever seen in my entire life florian Montel, <laughs> it's i think the actor's name i was like yeah. we were talking in um the like review preview for this month about how they keep finding bigger guys for michael b jordan to go up against and i was like oh man 
Jonathan Majors has to be the biggest. You see Florian Montel in this movie again, and you're like, no, this man is a mountain. Like, this man is so fucking huge. <laughs> um, He's so jacked. And it's crazy that they that he that the guy attacks him in a very crowded VIP event yeah. surrounded by people like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They can't attack him on the street. There's nowhere else that works. I will say a thief for me, which again feels very anime ish, is the guy that was my my nemesis in Creed 2 is like my friend in Creed 3. And they just jump into that. And I got really excited seeing them hang out. And like Michael B. Jordan is now like planning the stuff for him and hyping up their fight. <clears throat> I do like that. And they're coworkers and they're getting along and they've like kind of put the past behind them in a way that represents the Rocky franchise and kind of feeds into this anime thing they're going for. And my main question in this, too, is like and again, this feels like the anime thing is like a little bit of a cop out because like, you know, the bad guys aren't just like pure evil. You know, they're like a little more complicated than that. It's about these relationships and things. But is Jonathan Majors a bad guy? It seems like he'll do anything to get ahead, but then he doesn't, right? Like he fights dirty to win the belt. Uh-huh. And then he doesn't really fight dirty against Creed at the end. And the only matches he has are the ones where he wins. And then immediately it's Creed. There, I, I guess I was kind of missing the montage where he starts beating the shit out of guys and like cheating. Right. Or like doing totally. other underhanded things to show that he's willing to do whatever it takes. You know, I would. What if he just went on, What if he was only taking fights from like smaller dudes or something like that? You know, like guys he could beat, And then they were just fucking with him beforehand. And then they're like, they're just like doing things to like bend the rules. And like, you know, he's about to lose. So he DQs or something and like gets out. I don't know. I wanted more like dastardly villainy from him. Instead, it felt very forced to be like, well, Michael B. Jordan needs to fight his friend. How do we do that? Well, he's been in prison this whole time. Hasn't boxed at all. Don't they have like boxing programs in prison? Isn't it reasonable to think that he's been boxing in prison? Like, I, I think that's a possibility. Oh, but yeah. instead, he just hasn't boxed for 20 years, comes out, wins the first match, wins the championship. Second match fights Creed and loses it's it's just a little crazy to me. It, it's just it feels very forced. We are missing at minimum a montage where I thought the exact same thing. It's crazy to me that they established that he's willing to fight so dirty and then he doesn't do any of that against Creed. And if the explanation for that is that he still respects Creed enough that he's not going to do this, that's fine. But we need to know that or at the very least we need to see that if it's not told to us, because like having that montage in there where he does just do all the examples he listed are beautiful, like just really scummy shit. And then if there's some kind of an indicator that like, if we know that there's some sort of a trigger, like there are so many moments where things are frozen in the ring and we see from the fighter's perspective before they do something like in the, I think the opening of the movie when Creed like notices the opening on uh, Ricky Conlon and goes after it. If we have a similar trigger for every time Dame is about to do something really shitty and then he doesn't do it in the fight with Creed because he remembers something like good between them. Like there's there's a way to portray that in the movie. Um, yeah. Or he tries the tricks. Creed overcomes the tricks or or like low dogs and back. And then they get into the the real meat and potatoes of the fight, which is them just beating the shit out of each other. 
and not thinking about anything else. You yeah. know? It, but it, before that even happens, we need to get to that point where it's like, this guy must be taken down. And I don't yeah. feel like we ever got to this guy must be taken down. No. I thought he was going to kill the like reigning heavyweight champ. I thought that's how we were going to get to that point. It looked bad, but then the guy just survived and was fine. Um, I feel a little bit cheated that he didn't die. I feel like it's like it's got more emotional punch to it if that guy fucking dies. Oh, so you'd you'd prefer a boxing movie where one of the main characters is killed in a boxing accident. Like something goes wrong and they're pushed too far. And then maybe our hero could use that character's death as motivation to get revenge on the guy that killed him. Tim, please, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you were expecting. <laughs> I have a movie that is going to blow your mind. Is it Batman? It Forever? starts with Rocky. It ends with four. <laughs> Batman. I forgot it was Batman forever. You can't uh, return unless you're forever first. So. I think those are I think those are big flaws. The anime thing was a highlight for me just because this movie got so weird with a boxing movie. I feel like, you know, we're kind of in a trap where there's only so much you can do with the sports movie. And at the end of the day, there have been a hundred boxing movies. Who knows? So many. I haven't seen any of them, but they're all just showing people punching each other. And we know from all the action movies we've talked about on this pod, there's so much you can do with action scenes in general, but a lot of those tend to benefit from the different circumstances of the fight in the different locations and so many of those things where you can really draw from your environment. But with boxing, the environment is stationary or so one would think. I really dug all the stuff that Michael B. Jordan did as a director in this, taking all the people out of the room, having like the jail cell bars come down. Like that kind of stuff was a really cool way to portray the conflict going on between these two dudes. And that's a hundred percent anime, right? Yeah, it really is. Uh, it felt very anime ish to me. It felt very like, you know, we're lost in our own space. Like I like the idea of everything else fading away and it's really just these two brothers like working shit out. It's great. I mean, to go back to like the Naruto comparison, like they have things like that in Naruto, but Naruto's like 600 episodes or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like 300 hours that build up to these <laughs> these big fights. And in two hours, right? It's a pretty short movie. It, I, I didn't feel earned in the same way. And I don't really know what else they could do or other than like adding time to the movie. I just... It just felt a little weird, right? Like, why does Creed have to fight him? It's like, oh, because we were friends. Well, the only way to reach him is to fight him. Like, really? You retired. You like walked away from boxing. Why you could you could send him an email. You could call him. <laughs> you could write him a letter. I mean, there's like other things. You could try just like, you know, hey man, you want to meet up for lunch and talk? You know, also like what has he done that's bad? Like, why does he need to be stopped? What is the thing that needs to be stuck because he like beat your guy. Like, I don't know. The ref didn't say anything. It looked like it was legal. It was sketchy, but it's like, okay, he has to defend the championship. Like he'll fight another guy and then he'll win or he'll lose. And then we'll see what happens. Like, I, I don't, it, it felt like, <laughs> why do you have to fight this guy? Why are we doing this? It didn't feel like there was any reason to do it. 
which sucks. I think that it was supposed to be that Dame thought Creed stole his life. And so Hmm. Creed needed to prove that this was the life he had earned for himself. Because when we're seeing the flashbacks with like baby Creed and baby Dame, I mean, Creed doesn't even want a box, it seems like, at that point in time. Like, he's carrying the bag, which also felt weird because we had only ever seen him in Creed 1, like, wanting to be a fighter his whole life. Um, So that choice threw me a little bit. I do think it's very interesting, like you said, that they chose to do it through fighting and resolve it through fighting. Obviously, it's a boxing movie, so that's what's going to happen. But there was a moment in the screenplay where... His mom, Creed's mom, is dying and saying, like, your dad always chose to resolve things through violence. Like, I'm so sorry that everyone always chose to resolve things through violence. And at that point, I was like, oh, he's not going to fight him. Like, something else is going to happen here. And then it's like, nope, you're right, mom. I, too, will resolve things through violence. It's been, like, ringing my head a lot lately because there's been a lot of criticism of The Last of Us. I won't spoil anything. We're going to be talking about it next week. But... The Last of Us is such a violent show and the game was such a violent game. And that's something that the writers had in mind as they're writing it. And they're trying to tell a story about violence. And so I feel like there's been a lot of like a a lot of articles and stuff being thrown around about violence in TV and movies lately. So I think that made the line from Creed's mom stand out to me a little bit more than it normally would. And the fact that it's just immediately thrown away. I don't so know funny. where you're digging. What like what piles of shit are you digging in to find people criticizing Last of Us? It's like one of the best things that's ever happened. And there's people on there who are like, it's a little too violent for me. Like, fuck off. If you're one of those people, fuck off. If you're like, oh, Creed's too violent, fuck off. But you're right. His mom dies. Why? Why did she die? So that he can finally get these letters, right? Couldn't <laughs> she like confess to him that the letters are there? And then, I mean, the actress probably just wanted out. She's done it for a long time. She's great. Maybe she's just like, I don't really want to do Creed 4, so can I just write me out of here, you know? Like, she gave him the letters before she died. She did give him the letters before she died, right? So then why did she die? Why did she need to die? They should have had Dame Killer. Oh my god. Dame (laughs) Killing her would be great. Dame Uh, Killing her would be great. She stepped in the ring. does she know Dame? I guess they moved. She must know Dame as a kid. And then he's like writing from jail. She's trying to protect her son. I mean, it's there is. I don't know. It just feels like a little, little, uh, little weak at the end for me. Like why? Why are they fighting? I will say as a thief. Also, not enough Tessa Thompson. Oh, she's wonderful, dude. Right. Oh, but not enough. She's so good. I want more. I want more Tessa Thompson. If she's in a thing, I want more of her in the thing. My thief, though, Jonathan Majors is amazing. Mm-hmm. As much as I would have liked a little less Jonathan Majors, he crushes it, dude. His eyes during this thing are like amazing. He's like not blinking. He's like got this like kind of mumble thing going on. Like he looks like he lived through some shit. You know, I haven't been to prison. I know it's going to shock a lot of people, but he felt like somebody who just gotten out of doing like hard time, always looking over his shoulder and like a little like a little out of it. Like he looked crazy like during this movie. He looked like a crazy guy who didn't really have answers. And maybe that explains his erratic behavior. I just thought I was just like Jonathan Majors can do no wrong. This guy's incredible. He's ripped out of his mind. Yeah, this guy's this guy's a generational talent. I feel like I feel like we're gonna be talking about Jonathan Majors for indefinitely. Indefinitely, we're gonna be talking about Jonathan Majors. Yeah. 
he's incredible. The scenes with him and Tessa Thompson didn't make a ton of sense, but good no, God, were all. they good. I wanted to ask if you thought Michael B. Jordan was a little bit weak as an actor in this movie and whether yes. you think that was because of him splitting directing duties too. I thought this was like the weakest acting I've ever seen for Michael B. Jordan. Totally agree. Definitely during the movie, I, I caught myself being like, is Michael Jordan, a, is Michael B. Jordan, is Michael B. Jordan a bad actor? Like in the middle of the movie. And I was like, no, we have like a bedrock of evidence that this guy is a good actor. So why is he sucking ass right now? This doesn't make any sense. It was weird. I think maybe maybe that's a, a big part of like all these plot things, too, is like Michael B. Jordan was off. He was off his game for good chunks of this movie. I thought it was really no. I'm glad you said that because I was I was kind of going crazy a little bit like, what is happening? Is the sky red today? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Gravity doesn't it doesn't exist. Michael B. Jordan sucking in this in this boxing movie is bread and butter. It's mind blowing that he was so bad in this. Tim, I got worried. And then I remember while watching the movie, like he's Killmonger, (laughs) like his 15 seconds in Wakanda forever is the highlight of that movie. Oh my God. Like it is 100%. Well, we're getting toward the end. Let's do the wrap up. We did have score casting for this one. And Tim, I'm thrilled to tell you we're back, baby. We did (laughs) real good in the score casting for this movie. Okay. Okay. So, the Rotten Tomatoes scores, as they exist right now for this movie, are 87% critics, 96% audience for an average of 92. Mm. Tim's guesses were 81% critic, 89% audience. So mm. you were off okay. the average, you were off by 7 percentage points. Still a lot. My guesses were 89% audience. 87% critic fucking nailed it dead on <laughs> and was off by four percentage points for the average. So, you know, uh, we got thrown a little bit by Ant-Man, but we're back. <laughs> we're doing pretty well. Uh, Kevin, crucial question I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. Is Creed 3 better or worse than Megan? Better. It's definitely better. Better than Cocaine Bear? Yes. It's better than Cocaine Bear. Is it better yes. than Bahubali 2? No. Okay. We've got agree? it. We've got Do our you new. Have Cocaine Bear over top? Did it was anyone in Cocaine Bear as bad an actor as Michael B. Jordan was in this movie? That's interesting. Because I'm thinking about the scene in this movie where Michael B. Jordan takes a phone call as he's walking out of the gym. Yes. Holy shit, dude. Oh, it's so God. funny. There was no one on the other end of that phone. <laughs> no. He wasn't talking to anybody. He's just pretty. He's like, I got this. He's like, no, it's fine. He's got like a bar of soap and he's just like rambling to the, like it, it was the fakest shit I've ever heard. That was the fakest shit I've ever heard. There isn't anything like that in Cocaine Bear. There just isn't. No. And Cocaine Bear is the movie where that should be happening. I don't know. I think Creed. I could go either way. It's. I think it's right. But it's around Cocaine Bear. Like I could put it above. I could put it below. What do you think? I think it edges Cocaine Bear out. I think it's above Cocaine okay. Bear. Jonathan Majors there we alone. Have it. Jonathan Majors alone. That's crazy. God, Michael B. Jordan, stop directing, my dude, or maybe just direct. Stop directing. I don't know. Pick a team. <laughs> Pick a side. Don't do it. We're not all Bradley Coopers, right? We can't all just 
<laughs> can't all just crush an acting performance and then also direct, you know, like that's mm-hmm. impossible. That's a rare, rarefied breed. And, and, uh, Michael B. Jordan doesn't have it. <laughs> and he shouldn't feel bad about Cooper it. type. He should not feel bad about it. You, you know? should not at all. Don't feel bad. Most people can't do one. You can't do two. That's fine. <laughs> Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah. But you can't do the two separately. You can't do the two at the same time. Michael do B. Jordan can't juggle. Pick a team. Pick a team. Stop juggling and get it done. Okay. Oh, I did boy. like this movie. This is good. It's, it's high up on our list so far. And uh, man, I'm excited for Creed 4. <laughs> I'm excited for you to watch any of the Rocky movies. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited for Creed 4, but I'm more excited for Rocky 4. I got to check this out. <laughs> Hey, real quick, did you, you know that this. the turtles that he had in Rocky One, Sylvester Stallone, like adopted yeah. those turtles, and it's the same turtles. They're still alive. It's the same turtles you see in Rocky's apartment in Creed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like fifty-year-old awesome. turtles, amazing. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. And then, did you ever hear the dog story? No. From I'm pretty sure this is for Rocky. Is when he wrote the film Rocky, he was broke as shit, and he sold his dog in order to like make rent for it or to like get food or something. He sold his dog to somebody. And then right after he sold his dog, he sold the script and like had the script made and he made, and once he got his money, he got paid for that. He went and he bought his dog back from the guy he sold it to. So it's like, this is an amazing story, an amazing ballad. Kevin says he can skip it, go right to Creed three. And uh, (laughs) you know, I have to disagree with him, but I, that doesn't mean this isn't a great movie. Hey, that's all I need to hear at the very end. This is a great movie. (laughs) Do you agree? Did you like Creed 3? Do you like any of the other Rocky movies? Let us know. (laughs) Write to the show, nerdy430 at gmail.com. We'll talk about it in the uh, upcoming review preview episode. We actually have a couple pieces of mail we're going to be reading in that one, so that'll be fun. You'll have some friends. We're going to be back here next week with The Last of Us Season 1. Until then, stay nerdy, everybody. Bye. Stay nerdy. Bye. (laughs) 